your boy Young Dagger Dick. Uh, with this good old Jack. Yeah. That was Hard Eater by Tentacion. Because I don't want to get sued for copyright. <clears throat> Could just not play it. No. Um, I, <laughs> uh, fucking, this is gonna be on DOS games. And if you're gonna talk about DOS games, you're gonna talk about fucking Doom. How could you not? Exactly. You wanna you wanna throw us down on the history or should I? Yes. The fuck I do. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I can't I can't tell you much about the development team, but you know, as you and most of our listeners would probably know, Doom comes from id Software, which the person who piloted that is actually now in charge of Oculus. Mm, interesting. So it's not it's not the first you know, big thing he's done. He's been a really big part of tech, but Doom was fucking revolutionary for its time because they, if you didn't know, id Software also made Wolfenstein, which was not 3D. It was the first FPS, but it wasn't really 3D. And uh, digressing and side-crusting, the editor from, you know, Game Theory, Ronnie, rest in peace, the guy who killed himself, before he died, he made uh, a video on Doom and how it worked. And Wolfenstein was a top-down shooter. And the way that worked is the line. There would be a line coming from your character painting, you know, seeing what part of the map that you saw. And then computer would determine which part of the map you were seeing and paint that as a line of pixels on the screen. So it was a top-down shooter that looked 3D. What Doom did was fucking crazy. Because they took that to the next level. Because it was 3D, and a time with 3D on computers just wasn't possible in memory. They had this thing called, uh... uh shit, I cannot remember the name of it. But what they did is they would have it move. They would have move. They would have the room processed as a tree. In a memory tree, yeah? And the node would move up and down this tree see what's closest to the player and point and paint that first what's next paint that next what's next paint that next that way you're not painting something just to have to paint over it again i'm using painting in a non-literal sense obviously because it's a fucking computer but you know you're not putting something up on the screen that you're just gonna have to cover up in a minute you by doing this and by you know using angles and shit they managed to look like they managed to make it look 3d and it was a lot easier on the processor. That why it became super accessible to anyone. You didn't need a fucking supercomputer to play one of the first ever FPS games. Because that's not how it was being processed. It was just moving, it was just nodes moving up and down a data tree. So because of this wide accessibility and the whole debacle with the ESRB and their bullshit about, you know, violent games and uh, it all basically resulted in id Software agreeing to release this freeware version of Doom. And that, combined with its already huge accessibility, and the fact that it was running on DOS, led to a massive, massive, massive modding community. And it was just a key part of DOS as a whole. Now, um... Yeah, you pretty much got it. Like, I can't really add too much about the um, history of it. But, um, okay, so let's look at Doom. So you got Doom. OG Doom. We all know fucking Doom. You got Doom 2. Um, it's fucking Doom 2. 
Then you have Final Doom. Now, Final Doom, I've, I've found some shit about Final Doom that I really wanted to talk about. Because, um, there's this shit. It's sort of like an expansion pack for Final Doom. Um, these two guys made it. I forgot who, what one of their names was, but another, and I forgot both of their names, but I don't remember the specific person. But I do remember one of them as a specific person. One of them was a level designer for Half-Life. Yeah, um, so this, so this guy and the other one, the level designer for Half-Life, the original, yeah. and, um, yeah. this other guy, they made about, uh, two campaigns worth of, um, levels for Doom, and it was, uh, it was for Final Doom, and they called it- Final Pl Doom, that was the third one, yeah? Yes, and, um, they called it Plutonia, it was, um, Doom the Plutonia Project, I think? Yeah. It I, was, I was gonna ask you about that because you were talking about Plutonia earlier. Yeah, Plutonia, Plutonia, it, unlike um some uh, Doom expansions, like official Doom expansions, um, they're uh, they're Plutonia is just very well known for short and nightmarishly hard levels. Like I mean, Super Meat Boy, the worst. Yes, Super Meat Boy type difficulty and worse so the thing about um plutonia is that the levels are psychotically short i mean um some other expansions of final doom were stuff that just made these giant long levels of labyrinths but plutonia it was so difficult it needed to be that short like because it, just the bite-sized levels made it that the difficult yeah it's like in like in super meat boy you yeah. have insane difficulty over a really short amount of time yeah it was it was a short amount of time and um just to emphasize how hard plutonia was uh i heard this this example from somebody they said um if you if you ever wanted to bag if you ever wanted to bag a cosplayer at QuakeCon, all you have to do is walk up to them and tell them i've pistol started every level in plutonia on ultra violence mode and one of two things would happen. Either they would not believe you, because only God could fucking do that. Or you'd be getting some pussy tonight. Exactly. Because that was how hard Plutonia was. There Kinda was like this dick. In Doom, there are secrets. We all fucking know about yeah, secrets course, in Doom. Yeah. You know, uh, in the new, in the 2016 remaster of Doom, there's an original level hidden in every level. Yeah. But uh, in Plutonia, the secrets, like, they allow you know, weapons. Like, you in the first level, you can get the rocket launcher really fast. The thing is, it's, you need it. Okay, yeah. you need to find these things. You can't just, I'll skip over the rocket launcher. In Plutonia, the rocket launcher is more useful than it's the not, shotgun. It's not just a, It's not like, oh, I can skip over the secret. It's like, find it because it is gonna better your survivability. Let's just kill the recording here because this shit. Alright, uh, we're back. We had to cut off really fucking fast. Uh, a lot of shit, copyright music, and random people. Uh, okay, so. I was just in the middle of talking about Plutonia. Yes, you are. Uh, I already talked about the cosplay girl thing. So, yeah, um. And one of the things that made Plutonia really hard was, uh, its traps. Like, uh, 
fuck. Plutonia, here's one of the things about Plutonia's mobs. So every once in a while, every, every couple of uh, levels, they just throw a fucking cyber demon in there. They just throw a, they just throw, not like, just and not a like a boss room. room. Yeah, it wasn't like a boss yeah, room. Yeah, just a moment, huh? Yeah, it wasn't like a boss room or some shit. It was just like, oh yeah, he's with, he's gonna be attacking you with all those revenants and barons of hell that are in there. Just, hey. Yeah, fuck I you. know you paid for this game, right? I know that you're trying to support our studio, and I know, and I appreciate that. I understand that. I know you must have worked hard for this money, and I, I know you... Spent that hard on cash on this game. But, uh... Fuck you, kid. <laughs> yeah, and, um... Fuck you. I forgot what the what these things were, but they're the, um, monster that, uh... Resurrects other monsters. I keep forgetting the name. I even looked it up. But it was, like, in Doom 2... Two of those things was, like, an Olympian feat. Yeah. yeah. They throw a lot more than two at you ever like all the fucking time all right their attack d makes this a uh, fucking graphic that fills up your screen it's like a fireball so you legit can't see shit when it attacks you so you have to like completely change your position just to see to deal with them because if you don't anyway they're just gonna like murder you in two seconds yeah. And so they'll put, um, cyber... Yeah. Like I got with the pig in my mouth, I kind of sound like a old mafia boss, you know? Yeah, you saying? Yeah. You saying? And, uh, so yeah, We're like... We're gonna throw you in with the cyborgs, you saying? <laughs> that joke is not working. I apologize for that. <laughs> Very sincerely. Can we cut that? <laughs> uh, I, I, wish, I wish we could. I wish we could. But, um, yeah, Plutonia... One of the things that made it so difficult was they would just throw fucking cyber demons and, um, that one brain thing, that, like, the final boss brain monster thing. Just out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And they'd also use the, um, little ones that use the plasma guns, too. Because there was, um, yeah, that's how it went. The boss, I forgot which game it was the end level boss for, but it had a chain gun. So it was a, I think it was a hit scanner. Then you just had a... What, what was that uh, giant that giant thing from the newest Doom game? Uh, which... It, I know that's a very vague description. Infernal? But it, was, it was pretty prominent in the trailer. Infernal? No, in the, in the 2016. 2016, just um, 2016. Yeah, the one, which, uh, the one that was in the trailer and it was near the end and you come around the corner and it's just this huge... Cyber Demon. Yeah, the Cyber Demon. Yeah, that go. was the Cyber Demon. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the thing was, is like, they didn't just throw you these literal boss monsters, like, just in a boss room. It was like, oh, I have to deal with the fucking cyber demon with 15 barons of hell and so many revenants that's crapping Jesus. out my CPU. Jesus. And then there's five of these things that resurrect monsters all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. So infighting can't happen. Like, um, and these things, these things that fucking resurrect monsters, they have about the same amount of health as a mancubus. They have, like, the same amount of... They have the same amount of health as, like, mancubi. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to... You're gonna have to spend a little bit of this episode educating me, because I've... I've played the... I've played some of the Doom remastered, and I've played the original Doom a whole lot, but uh, I don't... I don't think I've done my proper research on this episode. Um, yeah, I, I, Plutonia, like, I'm, I, I'm not surprised you don't know Plutonia. It's like, yeah. 
Plutonia is basically like anyone who plays Plutonia and complains that's hard. Everyone from id Soft, um, from everyone at id Software, fuck you, get good. Like, <laughs> like that was basically the fucking. I'm pretty sure John we Romero said some we shit like that. Your concerns, but uh, get good, scrub. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and it was that. That was basically what they said about Plutonia. That's basically what id Software said about Plutonia. And um. Mancubus, it's like the the big fat motherfuckers that sh- that fire either like an energy thing or a missile. I forgot, but I think they were in the first Doom. It was the big motherfuckers, the fucking flesh walls of whatever. Are you sure? Ma- Are it- you thinking of the eyeball fucks, the floating like? No, eyeballs? no, they didn't fly. Um, no. I do know they were in Doom Two, and I think they were in Doom. Wait, you played the 2016 mm. Doom remaster? I didn't play the whole thing. No, I played the free trial because I'm broke. Oh, you know, the free the, trial. Yeah. Uh, no, all right. Maybe you didn't see it in, in the free trial then. No, no, it was no a, Doom 2 added a whole lot of uh, monsters, and I haven't yeah. played Doom 2, so I might not know that. So the Mancubus is just these really big heart. Like, in the description, they're called Walls of Flesh or some shit. Yeah. They, uh, lucky they don't have hit-scan weapons, but they're just these giant motherfuckers that, f- that just, like, fire on you, and they take, they, they're bullet sponges. They're fucking damage sponges. They take so much shit. Yeah. And then there's these things. And Mancubi... Fuck you. Yeah, and the Mancubus, it's like, it's a lot slower than a lot of the monsters in the game. It's like, it, it... Sometimes, it just doesn't even move in certain monster closets. It just doesn't even walk around. These things, these fucking... I really wish I remembered what they were called. But these things that just fire that just shoot fireballs in your face and resurrect monsters. They have the same health as a Mancubi, but they have about the same speed as an imp. Mm-hmm. So they can, oh. they just have oh, the mobility fuck. of an imp. Fuck that. Yeah. And they resurrect other imps? Yeah. It's like one of the first level, one of the first thing, encounters. Dude, fuck that. One of the first encounters you have in Plutonia with your pistol, no matter what, is like elevated is like all these chain gunners in this elevated position and then behind them are these fuckers resurrecting them and most of the time you can't shoot them because they're walking in and out of this goddamn closet they spawn from so it's like half the time you can't even see them to shoot them yeah i'm a firm believer in uh get good but fuck that yeah and that's not even the hardest fucking trap in the game it's like a no, I'm sure, because you said that's, like, one of the first encounters. Yeah, that's one of the first fucking things you see. So, I mean, it can't get any better from there. And in the first level, one of the traps is so you... It, it's, it's it's a secret, but, like, you have to grab a key or something from there, so it's a trap. But the, the rocket launcher is in a secret that comes from the fucking trap when you grab the key. And it just spawns in a shitload of revenants, I think it brings in some of those respawn fuckers as well. Plutonia was really good at upping difficulty by spawning those bastards who resurrect more bastards. Alright, that was that was the whole fucking thing. Because, again, like I said, in Doom 2, dealing with two of them at the same time was like an Olympian feat. You hoped that the wall... So they can resurrect each other. Um, I, I don't know, I... I Maybe. I, I never really checked that. And, like... 
but dealing with two of them because they're normal, like, just actual attack is a fucking shh, just a nightmare. Like, because they blind you. Their attack blinds you. It, like, it, like, makes the fuckers this... that resurrect shit. Yeah. They blind you. They fire, like, fireballs, and the fireball, like, graphic is all up in your face. But you can dodge it, yeah. Yeah, you can run away, because, like... It, it just stops. Like, the graphic stops in oh, front of I your might, face. I might, I might know what you're talking about. I can't get, like, a visual image. I can't, I don't have, like, a image in my head for the actual enemy you're talking about, but I, I know of something that... They look like a fucking Wendigo or some shit. Wendigo. Yeah, a Wendigo. Uh, I, I watch fucking Supernatural. They call them Wendigos every once in a while. Every once in a while. It's like the uh, fucking... The shit changes, you know? Mm. Um, But, yeah, uh, it's like the graphic for the you fireball. totally different. No, what happened to Dr. Who? How's that doing? Yeah. Uh, I still haven't been able to watch it. I don't have BBC yeah, America I heard it on demand. Shit, man. I mean, oh, no. I mean, I was excited for it. Like, I was, but I take, I take, I take that stuff with a grain of salt because it's like, oh, why didn't you just go with another dude? So like, maybe it's true. Sub-part. It could be that. It could be that. Maybe it's okay. But uh, I don't know. You know, because I feel like they changed around like, a whole lot of stuff. They changed. Here's around. what. I, here's what I think. Yeah, I think. Because they switched the gender of the doctor, even though in the lore that can happen, yeah, I think yeah, I did it with Missy. Because they did so, and because of the time frame, and because people want to like show, hey, our main character's female after yeah. being male for so long. I and don't then, feel like they did it because they give a shit or just to change things up. I feel like it was a virtue virtue signal. Yeah, and I, I have a massive problem. With. Yeah, and I think um I think they tried to shove. If I ever watch the show. And see, like, that's why I think people aren't, aren't liking it. Because more, more than likely... Yeah, I mean, t- take everything we say with a grain of salt. Cause yeah, we haven't seen this. We, we haven't, haven't seen, this. seen the show since they brought in the new Doctor. But as two people who used to be pretty much diehard fans of it... Uh, I still am. I just can't fucking watch it. I just don't... I I've only heard that it just got political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I mean. Like, if it got political, that definitely means they're shoving it in your face. Yeah. That our main character is now a girl. It's BBC, which, like, why? They they already shove a lot of shit in your face. I don't yeah. know if you know about the yeah, UK the and fucking... their political climate, but uh, yeah. So like, I, I could understand. Shout they... out to Count Dankula. I love that motherfucker. I I I could. I could understand if they were talking about some shit about like Brexit or some shit. Like that's just fucking Britain politics in general. But if they, but if they're trying to do like social or gender politics, on Trump, they did a whole ass episode on. Trump. Good on you, Doctor Who. Good on no. <laughs> Shut up, Nate. <laughs> we'll have to cut that. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Um, I already, I already flicked the switch on the um on the profile thing to say yeah, explicit. So okay, doesn't uh, matter. Uh. uh but no, they did this episode with a spider in a hotel or something. Then the hotel owner was clearly supposed to be Trump. You know, he was just evil and arrogant and he only cared about money. And the whole thing was just like, you're such an evil man. Look, everybody, look how evil this dude is. Look at it. It's, 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 it's definitely not orange, man. But look, hotel man, bad. Hotel man, bad. Guys. I mean, like when you try to do it heavy handed, even I get annoyed at it. But like. I'm. I can't really complain about someone making fun of him because I genuinely. Oh no! I appreciate. Like I appreciate making fun of him. I do, but like, not like Jimmy Kimmel making fun. Like of him. our our political. Because it's so damn heavy handed. Yeah, our political stances are slightly different, especially with how we see certain slightly. stuff from each uh, 
each party. We do. Mm. But, like, yeah, like... You remember when I was actually into Ben Shapiro, like, unironically? I... That was a dark fucking I didn't know anything about Ben Shapiro, so I I just... I was full-on conservatard for, like, half Mm. a year. Like, debate me in the ring, bro. <laughs> hey, I, hey, wanting to debate someone I isn't talk to anybody bad. about politics. I just debate me in the ring, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Again, <laughs> wanting to debate someone is not that bad. No, like, it's not. Especially talking about politics is a good thing. But the way yeah. that I went about it was just this over, this arrogant ass Ben Shapiro style of just debate me in the ring, bro. <laughs> oh, speaking of debate, debating. I just I was good at it. I uh, yeah, good I looked I looked some you know shit why up. I was good at it. What was it? Because I was an unoriginal bitch that just parroted <laughs> Ben Shapiro arguments. Oh, of course. Um I did look this up because of, of that one uh, argument we had though. Um Buddhism because it was pulled from Hinduism has a lot more like like you know how um the Bible has some really fucked up translation. Yeah. It's worse with Buddhism. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, it, it was literally pulled through, like, this weird time frame of culture. And mm. then it was translated. So it's, li- the translation, the translation gap is actually worse in the, so what, what than would the be Bible. So what would be the Buddhist text? You- it's like, um, they can't really, they have trouble uh, getting to the, uh, the root of it but yeah because i don't actually know that yeah but um, i I consider myself a buddhist but i don't really know of any texts they actually uh, it's not text it's just like um if someone were to write down like the the what did you call them the code yeah yeah it's like um it would it would look for life it would look a lot different in the native language and then after translated especially because it was taken from hinduism in a certain way Taoism, not Hinduism. Da- Hinduism is the fucking Indians. Right, Taoism. Yeah, Taoism. No, Hinduism, yeah, Hinduism was the Indians, but it's mostly just all of Asia. Yeah, it's mostly I think Asia. Hinduism is actually the oldest religion. It's about 10,000 oh, yeah, years uh, old. Da- like Hinduism or, I think maybe something came before Hinduism, but yeah, Hinduism or the one that came from that is the oldest. But yeah, because of where Buddhism came from and because of the time frame and all that, the, the translation is a lot more rough. And so, and it's actually more of a joke at this point because they know it's um, not too, too hard to mix up. But there is like a really small chance that that whole, um, that the word suffering that goes through most of the code is actually pleasure. (laughs) Like sex cult style pleasure. No! (laughs) No! It wouldn't even, no. No, literally, no. It wouldn't even make sense. It doesn't even no. fit with the rest of the code. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. I know. No. But, um... No, yeah, the shit... Put, uh, fucking Plutonia. That's where the... That's where we stopped. So, yeah. There's literally a level in Plutonia where they spawn just an ass load of those, um, nightmare monsters I keep talking about with the fireballs and resurrecting cunts. And then there's a maze, and you have to run through a maze. Like, you can try to fight them, but you're gonna have more of a chance of surviving if you run away and try to get through the maze and exit the map. Because the the level is literally called, like, chase or outrun or something like that. 
Yeah. You like the level was made was supposed to be done as you're running away from these nightmare beasts. Emma's gonna be mad at me. Uh, she can refill it. Yeah. Uh. And so yeah, that's a fucking that's that's a thing. That's a thing. Like, Plutonia is so hard in a level in a single level. You legit have to run away from the monsters. You, the Doom Marine, have to run away. When you phrase from it some like motherfuckers. that. When you phrase it like that. <laughs> the traumatic event himself has to run away. <laughs> This isn't keep moving in an enclosed space. This is run away. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And oh, God damn. In a lot of levels in Plutonia, infighting is really important because you won't be able to thin the herd yourself. And the hardest level in the game is actually a secret level, which is good. Because that might mean you walk past it. But in this secret level, there's a certain rope. Is there any way out? Can you just leave? The secret, the secret level. Yeah, yeah. No, um. Once you go into the secret level, there's no way out. And it also has a fake exit that brings you into a trap that just fucks you over really hard. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the um. In one of the secret levels, I think there's like two or three. Um. You walk into this room that looks a lot like the room you have to fight the uh, brain spider thing in. But there's nothing in there. And then the walls fucking raise up. There's just lines of mancubi, imps, chain gunners, hit-scanning shotgunners, those fucking resurrection cunts, and I think, yeah. like, one or two cyber demons, as well as oh. barons of hell. Oh. There's a shitload of things. Oh, yeah, and let's not forget just the assload of revenants. Revenants are as... Hang on. No, no, keep going, keep going. Revenants are as fucking... Revenants are as, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, um, our you know it, Software. This is what swagger, you wanted, right? Swagger. This is what you wanted, right? Swagger. Um, no, not Swagger. What the fuck did you call yourself? Motherfucking Young Dagger Dick. Yeah, good old Young Dagger Dick. He's just uh, bent over the bench right now. Yep. Full getting fucked position. John motherfucking... <laughs> what's his name? Id, this is what you wanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, throughout the whole of Plutonia... Revenants are as uh, as easy to find as the zombies. And imps. Like, they use them as much as they'll use imps. Yeah. And so you just have, like, a shitload... So you just have, like, a zombie horde's worth of revenants as well. That level, the entire strat guide is just infighting. Just, just let them kill each other. <laughs> You're not gonna make it unless you let them kill each other. Like, the entire strat guide for that one level is just like, hide in this one doorway while they kill each other. <laughs> it's like, you know, but you have to kill the ones that resurrect monsters before you hide and let them kill each other. And that's why infighting is really important in that game. You have to deal with probably the strongest normal monsters in the game that aren't just, let's throw a fucking boss monster in here. Yeah. And then, like... They, they'll resurrect hit scanners too. They'll just fucking resurrect hit scanners. Hit scanners. Um, the shotgunners. Hit scanning in old DOS games. Hit scanning was just um, an enemy has a gun. Like a in Blood, the cultist had a LMG. And with hit scanning, enemies are basically you're in the line of sight for my gun. He, um, bang. It's not like you keep moving and there's an actual like bullet sprite like. Um, physic like, in the game, it renders, like, 
there's a bullet flying towards you and that's how you'll get hit it's um the game renders just, it as you literally can't even move into their line yeah it's like it's like they're using a a beam weapon it's like in their line of sight some games implemented a like a uh, RNG for if they miss because of accuracy, but it's like there's no like physical thing to dodge. It's just like, all right, I hit you, boom, hit. It's like there's no. It's not like getting. It's not like when a any monster in Doom fires like a fireball or some shit. There's no physical thing firing at you. It's just pull the trigger, damage. So yeah, the shotgunners I think were the hit scanners, but I'm pretty sure the chain gunners were as well. And I think the chain gunners had the RNG for accuracy. But um So yeah, you had to like kill these resurrecting bastards so you could um let them in fight so you could actually survive. So that and these again, these things had as much health as Mancubi. So um you were using the the uh, rocket launcher a lot more than any other weapon in the game, unless you were using the BFG. And I really like how, um, I think it's only Doom 2016 where the BFG is, like, actually limited ammo. Because, like, in all the other games, you can, like, get up to, like, 200 fucking in, BFG ammo. In every fucking game, the BFG is, it's the BFG. Yeah, it's a big fucking gun, but you have, like, a shitload of ammo, too. BFG. You get you like know, you don't there's no limits you don't limit the bfg yeah you get like a shitload of ammo all of a sudden but in like a yeah in in doom 2016 it was a three shot cap wasn't it i think maybe you could get more but yeah it was like a that huge, sounds about right yeah so like but in and the bfg and the rocket launcher they were like your most important weapons in plutonia because that's how powerful things were like you could walk into a room with the BFG, burn through 100 ammo, and there'd still be things ready to kill you. It, that, like, because the base enemies aren't like, oh, a room full of zombies, BFG, everyone's gone. It's like, Jesus instead of a room full of zombies, it's, hey, a room full of revenants. I've, I've killed, like, 15 trillion more of you in the last few levels, and I only made it out with one health point. Let's see if I can make it out with two. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's see if I can, like my fucking character, just, let's see if I can just bleed out minus the puddle of piss there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, the trash episode's already up, so they'll already know about that. It is? Yeah. You need to start sending these to me, man. I'm trying to review them. Oh, shit, sorry. Yeah, I really should. Um, that's all I can say about Plutonia, because I already made the joke about the cosplay girls. Girls. Anything you want to talk about? Well, I actually liked where we were going earlier. Uh, with what? The, the Buddhism thing, and then we got into politics, and then we... I think we ended on Doctor Who and talking about, um... No, we ended on the Buddhism. We did? Yeah, we, we ended that the on the Buddhism. Yeah. But, uh... Shit. Getting back to politics. Like, I like a... Just decent mockery of the president. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. SNL, Jimmy Kimmel style shit, it's terrible. It's like, when you get too heavy-handed, it's more like, oh, well, this is just annoying. Like, do you ever watch Jimmy Kimmel anymore? Um, I don't... I'm mostly just on Netflix and Hulu. His whole opening... Same. But, like, sometimes I'll just catch it. I'll be in there talking to my mom or whatever before I go to bed, and Jimmy will come on, and his whole opening monologue is just, hey, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys. Orange man back! <laughs> I mean, here's the th um, 
I think it was. And Patton. then he just shows his little midget Mexican Mexican midget friend, and that's supposed to be funny for some reason. Ugh. Like this fucking janitor that he, that he hired to Damn. be on the show with him, Giorno. Is that his name? I don't. I don't know. I've never fuck seen this. Kimmel. Just fuck Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, those. He's the one who did the whole. You remember the you know, uh, take your kids candy thing on Halloween. He does that too. Yeah. He does that too. That, that prank. That bullshit. That I never liked, but there was never any controversy around that. But you remember when he fucking was like, "Oh, YouTube has released a gaming app now, you know, for just uh, people who stream video games, also known as the We've All Failed as Parents app." And uh, everybody got mad at him for that it. bullshit. And he tried to play the victim by showing the people threatening him in the comments, mm -hmm. and he never fucking apologized for it. Damn. And now his opening monologue is always just orange man bad, orange man bad, orange man bad. Look at my Mexican friend, orange man bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, cause I I'm not gonna lie, I will I He's legit so have shit. some like um active dislike of him. So like even the heavy like the heavy handed stuff, even though it's not funny, I'll be like, no, I understand. I mean, you're right. You're black. <laughs> it's like it won't be funny but it'll just be like i agree with you even though it's stupid and just Patton oswald said it best about this he said there's no use making jokes about the president because he's just doing funny shit all the goddamn time yeah so you make a joke about one thing he's already onto some more stupid shit oh no he's completely retarded oh yeah yeah i am like there's a pretty decent size of republicans and conservatives or whatever that's just like no no don't let that guy speak for us fuck him yeah and i i'm i consider myself part of that but uh you're I more mean, centrist by this point don't you ever <laughs> don't you ever fucking no 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 you're more um you're like I'm this more open-minded. Yeah, you're more open-minded which makes you seem I'm a, a lot more less, liberal I'm a little more are. chill. I'm a little yeah. Less, you know, like, no, no liberal policy. <laughs> Abortion is wrong. You made me in the ring. <laughs> no, it's just, yeah, because I'm you're so open-minded, you seem like more liberal. And I don't know if you consider yourself liberal. Abortion is still wrong, though. Are you sure about that, brother? It shouldn't be illegal. It should be protected oh, so by law. So it should absolutely be available. Okay. But it's morally apprehensible. Okay. Fucking murder. As a man with no morals, I can't debate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I'm the. I'm the. Wasn't it last year that I made the joke about being pro-abortion? <laughs> kill all yeah, the babies. Kill all, kill all the babies. <laughs> yeah. I Fuck. Just, um. I mean, and I didn't used to be that way. I used to be very, you know, kill as many fucking babies as you want. Who the fuck cares, man? <laughs> Shut up, conservatards. <laughs> Abortion is perfectly fine. <laughs> but I mean, I just I just heard too many arguments against it, and I just kind of looked into it too much, and I can't I can't defend it. I mean, it should be legal, because people are going to get it done either way. They don't care what the law is, and then if you go and get it done either way, well, you're going to have a bunch of fucking dead mothers as well as dead children. It's not just going to be aborting some unwanted baby that somebody probably couldn't take Abort care of that would have had a child with a goddamn there are shotgun. arguments for this. You know, but, like, you know, it's not just giving this woman a better life and saving this child from a family that didn't want it. Uh, you know, you're killing the mother, too. You are killing two fucking people. But abortion is... Like, where do you... Where would you draw the line, you know? 
No, between I like alive the, and dead, where do you draw the line? I like New York's policy. Like you personally, though, where would you? Where New would York's you policy is nine months. Mm. Yeah. That's. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Again, like I said, no morals. <laughs> Look, really, it's like you know that my body, my choice thing. That's like if I just took a premature baby <laughs> and stabbed it. I'm like, nah, nah, it's not alive yet, bro. Don't worry about nah, it. Like, straight. No, nah, it's like um, you, that my body, my choice thing. It's like, while it's still in your body, that thing is a parasite. That's basically the... um. That they gave is, the same argument for slavery. That is the fucking... They gave the same argument for slavery. They're on my land. They're my... I, I, they're my fucking people. No, because... No, that's not how... Because slave, slaves, they were their own humans. While a baby, while inside the womb, it's a literal parasitic... Par, yeah, parasitic relationship true but it's a fucking child you're a parasitic relationship <laughs> like, do you pay rent do you pay rent <laughs> no i just ju- i, I just do a no large amount of, this table. i just do a large amount of chores and cook like all the fucking time i'm the fucking chef of the house now you are yeah that's fucking great right? i just i i pay in manual labor you have to understand okay well yeah look babies are a little less uh it's useful. They're a little. They're a little less developed. If you hadn't noticed. Look, you remember when you told me I have an apocalypse kink? Yes, you do. One of those things about an apocalypse kink is, unless you're useful, get the fuck out. Yeah, extreme Darwinism. But yeah, extreme Darwinism. I don't think that Darwinism applies to a fucking baby. Look, it's a parasitic relationship, which I believe gives the mother the right to choose. Because they're the ones sacrificing to allow this, yes. I think they have the right to choose because of that. I do think it should be legal. Because people are going to get it done anyway, and that's just going to get the mother killed too. Yeah, that's but just that's just inevitability. Fucking... Your where, whole argument is it's person- inevitable. Where do you personally draw the line? Personally, I draw the line at when it's bored. That is when it becomes human. Yeah. That is when it becomes because a living it's, creature. Because it's finally um, Once it dealing with shit womb. itself. Once it exits the womb, that is now a human. Yeah, it doesn't matter when, even if it's premature. When it's out and its own body is what's keeping it alive. So what what characteristic change is there? Its own body is keeping it alive. It's not relying on the it's not relying on the person who has to deal with that shit. Well, I mean it's pretty much already taking care of itself. It's ready to. It's what if it's still in the if it's still in the body, it's still causing physical. It's still causing physical problems. That's the thing. It's a fucking human. Yeah. Again, it's what how I think of it is like abortion is getting rid of this thing inside your body. So I I look at it as a. It's not a disease. It's a person. (laughs) So I look at this is not getting rid of a cold. This is that's why I look at it as a parasitic relationship, dude. We both understand I am not the right person to talk about anything to do with humanity. True, true, true. I'm the fucker that's like, oh, you lost a leg? I mean, we all have to survive. Again, apocalypse setting, like, World War II, like, a, a, a war vet with no leg. You you guys are cool. <laughs> well, that's but, like, still just, like... Like, for the f- sake of survival... That's your lack of morals on its own. Yeah, it's like, because my brain, my mindset is usually sake of survival. That's that's how my how I'm wired. Except you're not. The mother isn't at any risk. They're not typically. 
I mean, there the are situations where the mother is in very serious danger of death during childbirth. But I mean, yeah. just <laughs> your straps fucked. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but look, she's not losing anything by having this child inside of her. It is not physically harming her. And for the sake of survival, uh, even when the baby is um is able to take care of itself, even if it's not uh, out yet, once it's born, that can fuck up just socio-economical survival. You can't live without money, you can't live without food, you can't live without shelter. Yes, well... And that baby won't live without shelter either. That baby won't live without shelter. Like, you see homeless people, that baby will not at all live without shelter or food. Yeah. So that's another choice. Well, you're a hard person to argue with. At least on this topic. Yeah, it's because with stuff about, like, keeping things alive, it's just survival and the inevitability. Because, I mean, I'm personally, you know, a fan of Darwinism, too, so I don't really... Like, I disagree with you on this specific topic, but your basis... I'm not a nihilist, I'm a fucking Darwinist, Jacob. Your basis for the argument is Darwinism, which is something I agree with. Yeah, like, when it it comes... Like... Here's the thing. You think I'm a nihilist, but really I just say nihilism because it's an easier easier way to explain it. When it but when it really comes to anything philosophical or even religious, it's darwinism. It's survival. That's the thing. Like I take reality as we're all going to die anyway. I'll do what I can. That's why it's not like I that's why it's not like I've d- committed suicide. It's like I am in this universe basically just another animal it is survival of the fittest and there is a chance i'm fit enough to survive why would i get rid of myself like that it's just darwin yeah darwinism is my base if you can say it darwinism is my base faith I guess so. I guess so. There is a little bit of Darwinism in the universe. You know what's really fucking terrifying to think about? What? That we're alone in the universe? Solution to the... True. True. But it's (laughs) it's deeper than that. Solution to the Fermi Paradox. Uh, You're familiar with the Fermi Paradox? No, you're going to have to explain that. Okay. So, the Fermi Paradox is... If there are aliens... Where be them aliens? Like, if we are, we are either alone in the universe, or if there are aliens out there, why the fuck haven't we seen them yet? There are two answers to this question. We're alone, or they just don't give a fuck. Now, oh, wait, no, uh, no, 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 something no, no. about technology, or they just Actually, haven't I, I misspoke, I misspoke, I misspoke. The Fermi Paradox assumes that there is other life in the universe. Yeah. So, why haven't we run into it yet? Either their technology isn't good enough, or um, our technology isn't good enough. Alternatively... One answer they just to the don't want to meet us. Is either we are the first civilization or we are the last. Oh, yeah, there's too many variables to deal with the Fermi paradox. True. Like the the Fermi paradox is really just um it's uh it's a flip of a coin. It's there's too many variables in an infinite universe for the Fermi mm-hmm. paradox to even be a choice. There is a solution called the great filter. Oh, yeah. 
the gray filter. Um, Do you know about that? Yeah, it's like um, maybe their technology or our technology isn't good enough, and that's why we haven't seen no. each other or something like that. Really? It's that life has great filters to face. Life has oh, stages. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. And between each stage, there's a great filter. And it's not something like nuclear war or, like, what the fuck ever. If life can make it past it, then it's not a great filter. Oh, if yeah. it takes, like, a million years to recover, but you finally build society back up, it's not a great filter. It has to be something that kills off almost everything in the universe that encounters it. No music. Um. <clears throat> like. It has to be, like, a full fucking apocalypse thing. Yeah, something And if that, life like, still makes it. Like, the development of life on a planet... If you, if you come out, out different. Just, out of just fucking nothing, like the primordial soup into actual life, that would be a great filter. Because that's a huge fucking thing to overcome. And most things don't overcome that. That would be a great filter. So you could say that uh, every civilization inevitably, an advanced civilization will inevitably develop a technology that will wipe itself out. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, We've already done that, and somehow we're still here. Yeah, but, like, some great discovery will just automatically kill us or something, right? Uh, that's the solution. But the way that goes is basically if we found evidence of other aliens, it kind of means we're fucked. Because that like means it, we won't be the ones to get through the next filter. Yes, depending on where where that filter's at, like, what, how advanced oh. life is. Like, if we found bacterium on Mars, that'd be... Uh, okay, that's a little bit, that's a little bit scary, because that means they died off or something killed them, but they're just bacterium. We've made it way past that. You know, it, it could be that there were other more advanced forms of life, but I mean, it's just, you know, whatever. If we found ruins of an ancient civilization, like some Atlantis-looking type shit, on Mars, we'd be fucked. We'd be straight up fucked because mm -hmm. it means clearly they made it a lot farther than we did, and they're gone now. So we're fucked. Oh, okay, yeah, I see, I see that. It's but... saying that the Great Filter is still ahead of us. Well, here's the thing. The fil, because when I when I thought about that, again, infinite variables. Like the filter, maybe it's not the same for one planet. Maybe it's it. Maybe it's not the same for all universe. Universal. It's yeah, it's not. Universal, it, maybe it's the filter, filter isn't universal. Like I think. Then it wouldn't be a great filter. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Um. That's why a great I can't. Filter is something that wipes out almost everything that comes to it. Uh, yeah, it's like so. Really. Kirsten yeah, I don't. Really did a think really about. good video on this. They explain it way better than us do. Retard's good. Uh, you might want to go check that out. Yeah, like I really can't. Um say anything about the great filter because when i look at it again infinite variables just being able to that maybe it just doesn't really exist like that like if i were to make my own theory on the great on the great filter it wouldn't be a great filter it'd just be a biological filtration because it's Darwinism. different for yeah yeah fucking darwinism it wouldn't be like maybe there are end all br scenario be all scenarios, but they wouldn't be for everyone. You know? It, well, clearly some some civilizations would have to make it past the Great Filter. Yeah, it's like, um, when I think like, about stuff like that, it's always situation-based. Like how life managed to develop. That was probably a Great Filter. Yeah. What I When I think about stuff like that, it's always situation-based, because you don't know the variables. Yeah, yeah. 
fuck, this was supposed to be about DOS. <laughs> I was gonna talk about blood and Duke Nukem. Duke fucking Nukem. Do you wanna do you wanna go off on that? I mean, okay, uh Duke Nukem, I do know uh He was supposed to be a parody of Doom Guy, right? No, he was actually, um, the first game of Duke Nukem. Um, I'm only gonna talk about the first two games Duke Nukem ever starred in, and then Duke Nukem 3D. Everything else, don't know anything about it. Uh, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of forever, but no one fucking likes Duke Nukem forever. Uh, the first Duke Nukem, I forgot the name, but it was like, it was like Duke Nukem. Like, that was the name or some shit. Like, OG, old-ass fucking DOS. It was a side-scroller shooter. It was a side-scroller shooter. And you know where they got the name Duke Nukem from? Captain fucking Planet. There was a a character in Captain Planet. Yes, there was a character in Captain Planet named Duke Nukem. And he he even had his own little shitty song he only sang once. It was like, I'm Duke Nukem something something. I glow in the dark like a fucking battery or some shit. And they misspelt the name Dukem, Nukem. Because they didn't want to get copyright striked by Captain Planet. <laughs> like anyone fucking watched Captain Planet. Hey, that's a good cover your ass, man. Yeah, yeah. They fuck it was so it was like Nukum or some shit like that. Like that's how it was Nukum. <laughs> it was N here here's how they spelt it. N-U-K-U-N. That's how they spelt Nukem the first fucking time. Huh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a side-scroller shooter, and it got really popular, and it was just, like, it was, like, fighting robots or some shit in space, and then in the city. And, um, like, it got really popular, so they did another one, and it was, again, a side-scrolling shooter. And that, that was, like, the origin of Duke Nukem. That's how Duke Nukem came to existence, that fucking old-ass side-scrolling DOS game. And then, like, Duke Nukem, the second Duke Nukem was really, like, was really popular as well. You could change the game speed in that game. Really? There was an option in that like, game. Like, what in do the, you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Like, you could change how fast the game ran. There was a slider for it in the options menu. Yeah. Like, how fast the game was processed? Yeah, it's like, I think so. But yeah, you could fucking do that. It was kind of cool. And, um... That all led up to Duke Nukem 3D. Those two games led up to Duke Nukem 3D. And Duke Nukem 3D is really where Duke became, like, the alcoholic asshole who fucked bitches. Because in um, the first two games, it was like, they were kind of supposed to be kids' games. Really? Kind of. Duke Nukem? It was like, they were kid... A kid could play it. Uh. A kid could play it. So, like... In the same sense that a kid could play, you know... Castlevania. Yeah, it's like nothing's too explicit. I don't know why I jumped to that. I just couldn't think of anything that's like super inappropriate now that would have been a kid's game at some point. Yeah, it's like it's it's like Duke like 3D is where Duke was like fully not suitable for children. Mm. Like you could pay strippers and hookers in Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. They just went full GTA on it. Yeah, no, like, you had, you didn't even get money off of, like, killing enemies. You got ammo. But you had an infinite stream of money to just throw at fucking strippers in Duke Nukem 3D. Hell yeah. And, um, Duke Nukem 3D is really, 
it started right after the second Duke Nukem game. You just flew back to Earth on a stolen alien spaceship. And it was just like, I need a bottle of Jack, a bitch, and some more ammo. Oh, more aliens. Let's fucking murder them. And you, boom. Fucking Duke Nukem 3D starts. That's how it fucking starts. Flavor text, and then you're on a roof with explosives and a pistol. That's Duke Nukem 3D. And As it fucking should be. I, like, Duke Nukem 3D was really good, but I can't really say a lot from mechanics or technical standpoints except the stripper shit. Because <laughs> everything... The most crucial mechanic yeah. of Duke Nukem. You can throw money at strippers. Because everything was built on Duke Nukem. Duke, nu- Duke Nukem is great because everything came from Duke Nukem. As in the Captain Planet character? Like, that. But, like, um, blood. The Holy Trinity. Duke Nukem is a part of the... No, Duke... People change the Holy Trinity a lot between um, Duke Nukem and Doom. But the Holy Trinity of FPS games. Um, Wolfenstein. Shadow Warriors. Uh, yeah, Shadow Warrior. Uh, original fucking Shadow Warrior. My god. Uh, Blood... Blood 2, not Blood 1. Blood 2, Shadow Warrior, and either uh, Duke Nukem or Doom. Those three. That was the Holy Trinity. Because, like, Doom and, and Duke Nukem switched out a lot. Are you sure that uh, Wolfenstein wasn't up there? Um, Wolfenstein was just, um, id Software getting their, getting their wings. Well, yeah. Well, it's like the Holy fuck Trinity... Fuck if it didn't turn into something. Yeah, the Holy Trinity of just fuck you... Uh, of DOS games. The Holy Trinity of FPS DOS. That was always what it was, what it was referred to. Shadow Warrior... Blood 2 and either Duke Nukem or Doom. Uh, I think it was actually Doom 2 when you're switching out Duke Nukem or Doom. Because Doom 2 was... Yeah, Doom 2 was better than Doom. Because Doom 2 was where all, like, the... Like, shit you remember is from. Yeah. And, um... So, yeah, you... If you're gonna talk about... Especially if you're gonna talk about the Trinity, you have to talk about Duke Nukem. Because everything was built from that. Yeah. Duke Nukem is the roots, man. And, um... (laughs) When did it come out? When did it come out? Um, I don't, I, I don't know the um time frames, but really, it's like because I feel like Doom would be older. Yeah, it's like Doom is probably older, but Duke Nukem was. Did it have hit scanners? I think it had hit scanners still, but Duke Nukem is like, especially when you're talking about Blood Two and Shadow Warriors, that was from Duke Nukem. That was built on top of Duke Nukem. Shadow Warriors is just the fuck you of video games. You literally play, um, yeah, you literally play a, a stereotypical Asian dude named Wang Lee, I believe. Wang Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Long Wang. That was his name. Long Long Wang. Wang. Yes, that was his name. First that name, last name. About right. Long Wang. And he had the most stereotypical accent known to man. I was like, how Like that shit. Yeah. And it was it was a hard ass fucking game. Not Plutonia level of hard. Wait, 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 wait. Shadow Warrior? Shadow Warrior. I fucking played that! Yeah, man! Fuck. That I've played the remake of that on Xbox. No, no, not Holy that shit. one. Not that one. Original Shadow Warrior is a lot different. From uh, the yeah, modern I was gonna, I was gonna say because I don't remember the one I played being very difficult. Yeah, original it Shadow. Kind of remind me of uh, 
Doom, though. Yeah, it, yeah. I, there was an evil fuck that reminded me of you, a demon that you have to deal with. That was like, hey, that's Lucas. Oh. Alright. No, he just, he just personality-wise. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. But, um... I just said your name. Who gives a fuck? It's just my first name. We could have just went over it and no one would know, but who gives a shit? Um... Yeah, and Shadow Warrior, original Shadow Warrior. It, w- it was just sort of like fuck you. Like there was easier. It was it was easy at a certain difficulty, but once you touched a certain difficulty, it was oh fuck, I forgot to say. The hardest difficulty in Duke Nukem 3D made that you had to blow up the enemy corpses or they'd get back or they'd come back to life. Yeah, you had Yikes. to completely obliterate the corpses or they'd come back to life. But um yeah, uh Shadow Warrior at a certain point, it became, like, fuck you levels of difficulty. I don't remember much about, uh, hit scanners in that game. I don't know much about the enemies in that game. They, I, I do know one thing. There was these monsters, there was these enemies in Shadow Warriors called Shadow Ninjas, and they were, they were nightmares. They were melee-based, which was okay, I guess, but they were fucking nightmares. Uh... And uh, in Shadow Warriors, there was just something super broken about the smoke bomb in that game. You got him a little bit late in the game. But you could literally, at the final boss, take, like, stockpile smoke bombs and spam smoke bombs and kill the boss with your bare fists. Because smoke bombs, the description for it is it makes you invisible. But really what that means is it makes everyone fuck up their attack pa- All the enemies around you fuck up their attack patterns. So they just... Do- they, they don't attack. They, they don't miss- attack. Period. They walk around in, like, circles or some shit, and they what don't the attack. Fuck? Yeah, it's like their pathing gets... They, they So like, you, can, you can just spam smoke bombs. Yeah, the smoke bomb, bomb makes, makes their pathing fuck up, and then they don't attack. Period. I love it when that happens in a game. Yeah. When you can just, like... I mean, it kind of ruins it, but when the final boss has just this big climax, just has some exploit that you can kind of fuck him over with. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Shadow Warriors. Shadow Warriors... Or just something dumb like in Zelda where you have to play ping pong in every fucking game. Damn. <laughs> just, just tennis with a light ball. Like, Shadow Warriors does this really good thing, though. And it's, um... They, they they did this, like, other games did this, but Shadow Warriors used this power-up system really well with the Akimbo, with the Akimbo power-up. Because that was, like, that was really good. The Akimbo power-up worked really well in Shadow Warriors. It was, it was a pickup, you couldn't take it around or anything, but when you got it, it duplicated your weapon. It was double gun, and you could do that with any gun. You could do that with nukes if you wanted to, but there wasn't many. Oh, yeah, there's fucking nukes. There's just... In Shadow Warrior? Yeah, in Shadow Warrior, in the first level, if you find the secret, you can just get a nuke. You can just get, like, multiple nukes. You can just get... You can just get nukes. And, like, it's limited ammo, but there's just fucking nukes. So you can just blow people away. And you have to... You can kill yourself with your own nukes. Yeah, not in the remaster. The, the original Shadow Warrior was Oh yeah, they changed a lot of shit in the remaster. I saw a couple videos of the remaster. remaster? Actually, I think I saw the second one. You should have got it. Because it was free with gold for a little while, and that's how I got it. Oh. I never finished it. It wasn't too interesting of a game, but it was fun to play. But yeah, um, original Shadow Warrior, in the first level, you get, like, the equivalent of the BFG. Of, like, 2016 BFG. 
Oh. Comparing original Doom's BFG to a... No, never mind. Because it was the low-level enemies that got torn apart. So yeah, the BFG. Like, original BFG. Except you could kill yourself with it because you're literally firing a nuke. So you had to, like, duck behind a corner if you were gonna fire it into a room or some shit. That's clever. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, name another game where your own weapons can hurt you. Uh, Blood. Blood 2. Yeah, um, Blood, one of the first, like, good weapons you get that's not the that's not the pitchfork because you'll be using that a lot to save ammo blood gives you um just like dynamite sticks to just throw but blood did you say that blood uh, shadow warriors was a blood game no it, um it, they all they were all like um fps dos with like the style of doom and shit but um no blood was blood was another part of the holy trinity blood oh, too yeah yeah and in blood like the second uh, i think the second weapon you get is the flare gun but like there's a weapon. It's a throwable. It's stick of dynamite. And it's like, it's more of a bundle of dynamite, but who gives a shit? You light it, and the throwing mechanic for it is really good. But if you just hold it, it will blow up in your hand. It's like modern shooters' grenades when you cook them. But, you know, this was DOS era. Yeah. The, well, it you would, can still get killed by a grenade if you cook it for long enough. Yeah. So you could, it, you if you held it long enough because it's a stick of fucking dynamite, you could visibly see how close the fuse is too. And um, it had this really good throwing mechanic where you'd light it, where you'd use um, a uh, main fire to light it and hold it for, and a bar at the bottom would fill up for how far you want to throw it. So you could actually like gauge how far you wanted to throw it on this bar. And then you could throw it. And alternate fire made that um, dynamite, like, bounce off walls. So people would, like, in the hardest difficulty in Blood 2, that alternate fire on dynamite was the best weapon you could have. Because you could bounce it off a wall before you even walk into the room full of hit scanners. Because one of the, um, one of the basic enemies, the cultist, it's like the second enemy you meet. I had a nice little slide, so... Yeah. One of the- the second enemy you find in Blood 2 is a hit scanner. It's a cultist with an LMG. Yeah, yeah. So that's high rate of fire, and it's a hit scanner. You know, LMG was like the third weapon you got in fucking- in Half-Life 2. Ha we're gonna have to do an episode on Half-Life. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have to do an episode on Valve games, and I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna talk the whole motherfucking time, because I can't tell you how many times I've played- Oh, fuck yeah. Half-Life. I've literally played every single Half-Life game. And I mean all of them. I mean the fucking expansion packs, the Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Half-Life 2 Episode 2. I played the motherfucking Source remake, the Source Engine remake of the original Half-Life. Alright, I've played every single Half-Life game, the fucking bundle, uh, multiple times. Is the orange box free? Fuck no. Oh, shit. Because I remember it being free for some Team reason. Fortress 2 is free, but yeah, uh, Orange Box is the Half-Life games. Portal uh, 1. Portal 1's in did there. Did it Half-Life 2? I can't remember. It had Portal 1. I think it had Portal 2. It uh, had Team Fortress 2. I think it might have had... I don't think it had Half-Life 2, but I know it had Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. I think so. Oh yeah, Valve doesn't fucking count to three. No. No, they don't. No, um, they fucking don't. And Half-Life 2 Episode 2 left it 
on such a cliffhanger that I'm not going to discuss right now because you still need to play Half-Life. We're going to make that episode after you play Half-Life, yeah. after I get my goddamn computer fixed so you can play Half-Life. Yeah, um... Oh, by the way, fuck Half-Life 2 episode 2. I... Fuck it. I, you know why? Because it's the most difficult game in the goddamn franchise. And I've played Opposing Force. People are gonna, if anybody's fucking listening to this, they're gonna be like, oh, you haven't played Opposing Force, you, you pussy, the fucking, oh, you couldn't deal with the, the motherfuckers that you have to shoot the gravity gun at, those new enemies, oh, you just, just shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, alright, fuck those things, those motherfucking walkers that you have to use the gravity gun to kill, that you can't shoot at because they, they're fucking armored and they're insanely fast. They're unbelievably fast. You have to knock these bitches over. And your introduction to them is fucking terrifying. Your introduction is you you have to hide from these fucks on the road. You're in this little house, this little cabin or whatever. And they just come searching for you. They're hunters. I think that that, that was it. They were hunters. Hunters. That's the fucking name. Hunters. Aren't those you the know, fuckers that look like the things from War of the Worlds? I don't know War of the Worlds. All right. Anyway... But no, they, 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 they're more douchebaggy than people who are actually named Hunter in real life, alright? These things are fucking shit. Do you know what the Striders are? Uh, in what? Half-Life. Uh, no. They're the big Wait, spider- Wait, fuck those things, yeah. The big, big, big spider-looking motherfuckers with three legs. Yeah, And they look like a, a crab on top or something, and they've got a gun, and they'll, like, one-hit kill you if they want to. Alright, the final battle of the game... You have to fight the hunters. You have to fight striders coming in, and there's a fucking lot of them. There are so, so, so many of them. And every one of them is guarded by a pack of hunters. And you have to kill all these motherfuckers. And it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do in any game. I have played Super Meat Boy. I have played Cuphead. I am going to play Dark Souls. I have fucking played... So much difficult bullshit. I've played Enter the Gungeon. I have played every hellish game you can You've done in. a couple of runs of Dead Cells, too. Yes, I have. Yeah. I've done all that you can fucking do. I've played Mega Man. All of the classic Mega Man games. Alright? i played the fucking original. I played Castlevania 3. I earned my fucking dues. This is the hardest fucking battle I've ever had to go through. It took me so many goddamn tries. I was ready to snap my laptop in half. For the first time in my life, I could say that I was this close to actually snapping my fucking laptop in half because I used to play Half-Life on a laptop because I was a faggot and I didn't have a PC yet. But I hated this battle. You see, the hardest... I hated this battle. And then, the ending of Half-Life 2 Episode 2... The reason why I'm so mad at Valve that they never made a third Half-Life game and they never concluded this, they just gut punch you. They just fucking... <clears throat> just <laughs> anal fisting straight. It's, so, it's such a hurtful ending. I won't spoil it because you need to play it for oh, yourself. Oh, no, I've seen the ending. So you know the ending. Yeah, I know the ending. Well, don't spoil it for anybody listening, but it's, just, it's so hurtful. Yeah. You see the and heart- they pulled Portal into it. Oh, they shit. had the fucking Aurora, or whatever. They mentioned Aperture a lot. They mentioned Aperture a lot, and the fucking Aurora. Yeah, because like they were calling shit. they were calling Aperture out in like the start of yeah. Half Life. And you they? can literally find the Aurora in this uh, map. All right, guys. Um, 
a recording software cuts off at about 60 minutes a session, so I'm sorry about just uh, our friend there getting cut off in the middle of talking about the Aurora. We're sort of on a roll, and I don't think we can really repeat that. We don't even have anything for a trash episode. Um, I'll just keep this short so we can put in an actual ending with my co-host. So, sorry about that. Our bad. Cue really witty way to end the episode. I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah, I couldn't get our co-host on to end it. Couldn't even get him to try to fill out the extra, I don't know, 40 minutes we lost. Because the software cut off at 60. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode, or however however the fuck it was about. And, well, I hope you come back.